You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is GoPowerCat.com publisher Tim Fitzgerald with great news to share with our valued 24-7 sports VIP members. As a way of saying thank you, a subscription to a CBS all-access commercial-free plan is now included with your 24-7 sports VIP membership at no additional cost. Watch all of your favorite shows on demand along with exclusive access to GoPowerCat's award-winning and one-of-a-kind coverage of Kansas State sports. Stream more than 10,000 episodes all access originals and live TV, including NFL on CBS games. Enjoy the CBS all access commercial free plan, a $99 and 99 cent annual value for the lifetime of your 24 seven sports VIP membership. It's an incredible added value for our subscribers and it's time you probably take advantage of this deal and become a go Powercat member. And remember to subscribe to the PowerCat Podcast at your favorite podcast provider, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Now, here is your PowerCat Podcast. The following is a GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street production. You've discovered your link to GoPowerCat.com's Tannehill and Spiller PowerCat Podcast, presented by Fridge Wholesale Liquor, and it starts right now. Now, let's go to the WTC gig-powered studios. Here are your hosts, former K-State tight end Travis Tannehill and former Wildcat safety Monte Spiller. Welcome to this week's Tannehill and Spiller podcast after a big, uh, big Wildcat victory down the down the road there in Lawrence, Kansas. So, uh, first off, I always like to touch base on the on the, the high school football. Yeah. I'd, uh, unfortunately, I, I've heard you, you guys couldn't couldn't pull it out, yeah. so the season's over. So sorry. Yeah. Condolences. Yeah. yeah I know yeah, that's yeah. always tough, but uh, give us the little uh, the, the thirty second rundown of what happened on Friday night. Uh, we, we placed um, tough Cheney team, um, very well coached. It's kind of funny, ironic. We knew going into the game that they were going to be a tough task. The week before, they played the number one team in the state, Andale, at Andale, and took Andale to overtime. So um, we knew it was going to be a task. You know, they they, they won the toss, um, chose to take the ball. And, uh, you know, me being a defense coordinator, I, I basically got our guys together and said, hey, you know, uh, that's a slap in your face. What are you going to do? And our defense kind of rose to occasion. First drive, they had one good play. We held them. They got the ball five and five, first first and goal, and we we stopped, we stopped them, shut them out, and forced them to a field goal. And uh, we had a lot of good plays, but their talent and they're a senior heavy team, very well coached, and, and it just kind of took over. And you can see the experience that we lacked as a unit uh, kind of played a crucial part. But kudos to them. And it's ironic, um, you know, I, I hate losing, but I'm happy for Cheney. They're coached by a former K-State linebacker, um, Shelby Werman. He owns uh, a Derby product. His, ba- his brother Casey and Shelby both came from Derby and played K-State football. But, no, Shelby Werman is now the head coach at Cheney, and he's a Derby product. So good luck to him, and uh, hopefully they have success moving forward. But I was very happy with the season. Uh, kudos to Rock Creek High School and Coach Sieben, and I look forward to next season. It's going to be a good one. Yeah, because that was – 
That uh, first season for you at DC, right? Yep, that's awesome. correct. Head yeah, coach so nice. and yep, new staff. So new yeah. staff, yeah. Mm-hmm. So good, good first season getting that uh, getting that program heading back in the upward trajectory. So that'll be uh, exciting to watch. Obviously, Manhattan's still in it. Um, yep, yep, Manhattan's like, still doing well. Did Wamigo win? Wamigo well, lost. Um, they Wamigo lost, lost okay. to who did they play? I want to say no, it wasn't Sabetha. I can't remember. Can't remember. That's but, right. Yeah, but they they had a great season too as well. Lost yeah. some key components late, but um, you know still. You know, it's, it's high school football. Yeah, rounding rounding out Zimmerman over in JC. How they do? They're still in it. They're Alrighty. still in it. Yep, yep. So ho- good. good luck to Manhattan and good luck to JC yep. moving forward. And shoot, yeah, those are the two programs that always make deep playoff runs. It seems like so. Let's right. get a couple of these other programs in there as well. So obviously that's Monty Spiller speaking on the on the other mic. Uh, didn't do a very good job introducing you. Sorry, that's but hopefully if you're sticking with us, you've uh, you've been you've been with us a couple times now, so right. you know our voices by now. But. K State versus KU, man, you got a big old grin on a grin on your face over there. I, I got, I got, I got a question for you. <laughs> Who is K State? Shoot, <laughs> K State is the eleven times in a row victor yeah. over. Kansas. Yeah, it, it's so funny because the whole time I could just see looks on the players' faces. I didn't go to the game. I stayed home and watched it, and it's one of those things where um, I saw a few signs in the stands where people were kind of mocking K, KU and, and Coach Miles. And, you know, after their big victory last week against Texas Tech, he was in the locker room. And and, and, and if you're a K-State fan, you saw the video and him basically saying, who do we got next? And him saying, who is K-State? Who is K-State? And, and I think our players kind of – showed him who was K-State, and it was kind of funny. Um, after the game, you know, a lot of people were posting on social media, and uh, they kind of kind of piggybacked on that, that uh, statement. But, you know, I, I, I think he knows who K-State is now. <laughs> yeah, no, welcome. Welcome to the Big 12, Les. Yeah. Uh, and, and I don't know, we talked a little bit for last week, obviously, and this was the most nervous I'd been for a KU game in – Shoot, a decade. Um, but I, I talk so much crap to all my friends who went to KU. Because I, mean, I grew up in Kansas City, so, you know, yeah. half my class went to went to KU and half my class went to K-State. And so, you know, four, five, six of my, my best guy friends from high school are, you know, diehard KUers. And so, I mean, I still kept the crap talking up. Of course. And so I, I'm very, very thankful that <laughs> K-State won. And, and I know that time's coming, you know. In my lifetime, we're going to yeah. lose to them. Yeah, it's going to happen. Uh, I just every year that goes by, there it's just as it's just as uh, as good of a feeling. And this year was almost even better. Yeah, because usually like they don't even talk back because they know they're going to get killed. <laughs> this year, like they actually had a little yeah. bit of hope. Yeah, and and it was it was even a little more fun just yeah. to and even in the fashion we did win, yeah. which was just like total domination. It, it was it was a lot of fun, a lot of fun. You know, it was it was so much fun watching it. You know. I want. I had an opportunity to go to the game, but you know, I got home late from our game Friday night, and I had some stuff to do at the office, and I was just tired. So, I watched it from home. I'm, I'm kind of like you. I want to be by myself, not bothered, um, be able to yell at the TV when I want to, and, and just kind of enjoy it. But it's one of those situations where um, watching the game. And the cameras catch some of the chatter back and forth of the KU players and the K-State players. And it's one of those situations where, um, like you said, the KU players were confident. I don't think – I'm not sure if it was a false confidence. They put up that persona so they couldn't be seen. Because I think K-State knew after that first drive what was going to come of the game. Oh, yeah. And it's one of those things also – and I kind of touched on it last time we spoke. We were here. um, The the, uh, quarterback, he hadn't seen a D-line. 
No. Like K-State. And he didn't have a whole lot of time to sit back in the pocket and just pick part, pick apart a defense like he yep. did against Tech in Texas. So I was confident, you know, and, and it's easy for me to say now that the week has passed, but I was confident after the first drive we were going to win the game. Yeah. Yeah, you mentioned that defensive line, and, man, that D-line's been stellar for this Kansas State team. That O-line's been been hit or miss. They Mm -hmm. played really well the last two weeks. Hopefully they can keep that up next week going into Texas. But but before this season, I don't don't know, doing a show or a podcast or somewhere, but we talked about that – that K-State defensive line, I think it was Reggie Walker yeah. uh, who had the quote saying he thought they were the best D-line in the Big 12. And yeah. I was like, whoa, yeah. that's, a, that's a bold statement. Well, let's, <laughs> let's slow down a little bit here. Right, yeah. We didn't make a bowl game last year, guys. <laughs> and so, and I was like, you know, you know, they'll be good. They'll probably be the strength of that defense, and they'll be a top two, three, four defensive line in the Big 12. But I think they have a – I mean, I think they have a very good argument for for the best D line in the Big Twelve. I mean, statistically, they're deep. They got four, five, six guys that can get to the quarterback. So that D line is just playing lights out, they and they're are. fun to see. And that I thought that was going to be the biggest difference on that KU game would be D line versus O line of of KU and Carter Stanley. And if we can't get to them, Carter Stanley is going to be able to do some things. But we were able to get to them again two weeks in a row. We were, and, it, and that puts a and you know linebackers have been playing lights out, secondary has been playing lights out, and 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 it's Starts up front because a lot of times I don't care how good of a linebacker core you have, how good of a secondary you have, if the D line can't get pressure on them, you can't cover forever. And, you know, and our D line should get more um, kudos, more respect. And I, and I'm pretty sure the Big 12 has taken notice. You know, these guys get to the ball and they're not just getting to the ball and you know sacking a the quarterback. They're punishing quarterbacks. Yeah. They're punishing running backs. And speaking of running backs, we can t- we shut down. Puka, Puka Williams, it was like he was every game prior. A lot of teams focused on uh, putting a spy on him, triple teaming him, doing what we did, what we did, shut him down, and we were physical with him. Guy's still a great running back. Don't get me wrong, but the look you could see the frustration in his face uh, late in the game. Yeah, and I know his game is so much. He's a really good running back out of the backfield catching passes. I think that's that's probably his better strong suit of his game. And and Carter Stanley just wasn't able to throw the ball, so yeah. he wasn't able to hit those leaks. And they'll put him out on regular pass routes as well. So, you know, uh, Puka's stat line: fourteen for sixty-one, four point four yard average. I mean, that's a well uh, below average day for him. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that whole defense kind of swallowed him up. Carter Stanley going. Going 13 for 23, 115 yards, two INTs. That's a bad day no matter where you're at. So that defense stepped up and rose to the occasion. And I'm curious to get your thoughts on this because I was never never really motivated or never really even like – I wasn't a talker. I just kind of did my thing and went back to the huddle and – won a lot of football games. Like that's just kind of who I am as a personality, who I am as a guy. And nothing against – Jaron Mastrew, the tight end before me, he loved to talk. Like, that motivated him. He was like, he, he's if I can get in that guy's head and dominate, I'm like, why would I want to make this DN any more mad at me? Like, I want him to be taking plays off. And so and so I, I can appreciate that art of talking. And, and, you know, sometimes I think some of the older generation fans thinks it's, like, super disrespectful. And it's like, yeah. no, like, it's just it's fun. fun. It's fun. Like, it's just a yeah. game out there. And everyone knows that. It's not, like, personal. And so what, what's your thoughts on, one – K-State and KU are both talking a little bit back to each other. Um, probably a little more than we've seen K-State do in the past. And two, uh, the penalties, not not the holdings, but more the personal vow stuff, kind of the, the undisciplined um, showboating, you could say. Yeah. Uh, some, some of that discipline stuff that, that happened on, on Saturday. Yeah, I think in 
you know, the penalties didn't hurt us, and, and the game wasn't close enough to hurt us. You know, I think if it was a closer game, I would have been a little more concerned. But given the status of the game, new head coach for KU, new head coach for us, um, the end of the game for Texas Tech when Les Miles is saying, who is K-State? And I guarantee our guys probably saw that video umpteen times during the week for preparation, and I guarantee they took it upon themselves to let KU and Coach Miles know who K-State were, who, who we are. And I'm thinking it's a rival game. People are talking. A lot of media was picking KU to win the game. And Which I, blew my mind. Yeah, it's crazy. like, guys, come on. Yeah, no, right? And I guys, they, they read them. They read the paper. They see the, they see the media. And I guarantee they took it personal, which they should. And when they made a play, they reminded KU, hey, we're still big brother. And I think a lot of the emotion came from that week building up into the game. Now, moving forward. I hope the penalties decrease uh, dramatically, and I hope our guys, our guys keep that fire. But be smart about what you do uh, prior to a play, after the play, or during the play. But the physicality, you can see it was there. And in case they've been playing physical the last couple of games, but there was a little bit extra. Every time they hit the quarterback, every time they hit the receiver, you know, we got guys down, but it was a little bit extra every time, which I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, no, it was it was fun to watch. And, and two, I saw a lot of griping and complaining on, on Twitter about the penalties, but, man, you can go back and watch them. And most of them, most of them were legit. I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, that, that, was, that was a pretty bad hold. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah he, he definitely spun that ball. You can't do that. Yep, yep. And, uh, <laughs> and I didn't – we didn't catch the – on the TV broadcast. I just I just watched it at home as well. Uh, the, the, the trotter – personal foul after a touchdown i believe yeah. I, they didn't show a replay of that so i don't know if that was legit or not yeah. but uh but the drawn mcpherson <laughs> interception spinning the ball up right in front of ku yeah. sideline yeah. some fans are like that's not a penalty i was yes, like guys that's, that's a penalty every day of the week and twice on saturdays yeah. it's like come on and but, the funny thing about it he looked at the official before he did it and as soon as the official turned his back he spun it and licked the ku sideline you know if i was a d-back coach in front of the media, I would have been up, quote unquote, upset. But behind closed door, <laughs> I would have high five the guy like, hey, Shoot, great. You made a heck of a play. <laughs> yeah, you great well, play. And, and that's what you, the camera yeah. followed him along the sideline a little bit. And you saw him get to there. And I think he, like, didn't know he got a penalty yet. Yeah, and, like, someone yeah. told him. And, like, you saw him get all sad. And then the camera came to him, like, 60 seconds later. And he was celebrating <laughs> yeah. with the sledgehammer <laughs> exactly. and whatnot. So yeah. I was like, all right, he's fine. He, yeah. he, playmakers making plays and, and having fun. And I do think, too, I mean, yeah, fourth quarter. Yeah. Tight ball game, like they're smart enough. They're not doing they, that. They're not I mean, do it. They, they, knew. They, they knew after a couple drives, like, all right, we got these guys. Yeah. Let's uh let's make some plays and have some fun. They so. absolutely did know. <laughs> hey, let's go into another storyline. We we can kind of touch on it real quick. Deneen, you know, um, there were two Deneens on the field, uh, one for K State and one yeah. for KU. And and I think and, and I'm hoping he's okay. I haven't heard the uh, the the linebacker for KU, I think his little brother cut him and, and basically yeah. possibly took him out of the game. Um, I, obviously, it wasn't intentional. You know, it's a rivalry, but blood is thicker than water, and so I'm pretty sure he uh, didn't intend to hurt his uh, big brother by any means. But it's, it's kind of fun to see brothers kind of battle each other. And, uh, you know, it's funny where you want to say, hey, you know, our Deneen picked the right school. But <laughs> it's, that was kind of cool to see. And tell me your thoughts on uh, the last couple of weeks, but definitely uh, Saturday's game, Skyler's uh, moves, man. You know, he's, he's been a good runner, but a couple of moves in open field, the one where he, uh, the, the announcer was like, you don't expect that from a 6'2 quarterback uh, to, to, to basically break a guy's ankle oh, in the middle bad. of the <laughs> bad. What, what were you thinking when you saw that? Shoot, I mean, 
it's funny because yeah, like he's not, yeah, he's not super elusive, but he's just elusive enough and yeah. just fast enough. And yeah, when he gets in that open field, and he's he's smart about it. Yeah. Like that wasn't some crazy athletic <laughs> crazy move. He just set the guy up right and you know had a tackler win space one on one and just a little sidestep and yeah. he only moved like. A foot, yep. maybe two feet, and next thing you know, that guy's looking like a fool. And yeah, I saw like Barstool tweeted it, and a couple, a couple of the big Twitter accounts uh, got onto that, and yeah. and we're, we're roasting that that DB, and yeah, that was uh, fun to watch. It, we'll stay on Skyler then. Fun, I mean, honestly, he, he played well enough yeah. throwing the ball, but like we, he, didn't he didn't even need, need to. to. He didn't need to. We didn't even need to. And it's funny when we attempted to throw the ball. I think KU had so many guys drop deep, and they did a good job of covering. He didn't panic. He kept his eyes downfield. Even when I thought he was sacked, he uh, got out of the sack, spun away, and uh, found Sean on the sideline for a first down. It was like a third and long. And, and I was like, that guy, Skyler's playing so confident. Yeah. And it's like he see, he's seeing the whole field, you know, which is going to be needed moving forward. But um, the coaches just – the coaches, the team, running backs, receivers, everybody is kind of on one accord, and they're playing quality ball. Yeah, yeah. Skyler, 9 for 16, 129 in, in the passing game. I mean, that's a that's probably a disappointing day if I'm Skyler Thompson. Yeah. And some things to work on. Not to, nothing, not terrible, but took care of the football. Mm-hmm. Um, always a positive. So I'd love to see that, uh, that average up a little bit. But, I mean, 17 carries, 127 yards, 7.5 yards per carry, and three touchdowns. So that, On the ground, man, effective. That's what, seven touchdowns in two games? Didn't he have four last week? I'm not 100% sure. But at least He had at least three. Yeah, yeah at least three. So at least maybe six or seven touchdowns, yeah. running, rushing touchdowns. Shoot. Man. That's... And, and some big third downs. Yeah. I mean, that, especially the first couple drives in the first quarter yeah. when uh, – you know when the game wasn't out of hand yet, and we're like, ah, right, we're still playing, and uh, yeah, a lot of third downs, picking up big third downs. Uh, there was that one play where he basically got sacked, but he kind of pump faked the guy, which uh-huh. I don't know what that defender was doing. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, and then scrambled for. A, I think we were third and long in that situation. Right, so right. Um, overall, I mean, just fun, fun ball game to watch if you're Kansas State faithful, and and I I, I love that those guys get to feel that. Uh, feel that experience of beating their in-state rival right. in a big ball game. I mean, I know those were always some of the most fun games I played in were against KU. So. I agree. I agree. And it was good to see. And it's so funny because if you're not a Kansan or have some affiliation with K-State and KU, um, the media was talking about, TV was talking about, you know, first home sellout in, in so many years. And I'm, I'm thinking like 50% are K-State people. Two, yeah. No, it was. Cl- I don't think it was 50, but it was darn close. Yeah, yeah. And so. – Good for our fans, and, like, Shoot, yeah. and they travel well, and it was the weather was nice. So, like like I said last time, you know, kudos to the K State faithful, uh, the K State family, the boy. I hope the guys understand how great of a fan base we have, and uh, it was awesome to see um, the fans show up and, and, be, and get loud in Lawrence. So that was just awesome. Yeah, that was fun, and and they need some ticket revenues because I think they're still paying Charlie Weiss, Turner Gill, <laughs> David Beatty. Anyone else I'm missing? Um, maybe Glenn Mason too. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, actually, I think Charlie Weiss is probably off the paper. Yeah, right now. He's probably. got it. I mean, it's been a good decade. It's been some years, yeah. Yeah, maybe Mangino's still getting paid. Who knows? Um, one last thing on that on the KU game, then we'll, then we'll transition over to Texas real quick. Um, well, one thing I just wanted to point out, there's, make mention of was I talked to quite a few people that were at the game, and, and not knocking on KU, but more bragging up on Gene Taylor and, and what he's done with that fan experience yeah. at Bill Snyder Family Stadium. I mean, I had so many people – that don't get to travel to a lot of away games. That was the first time, their first time in Memorial Stadium, and they're like, "Man, like we're spoiled." Yeah. Like, <laughs> like 
our concessions are like everything. Concessions are better. Parking's better. Tailgate experience is better. And I just think it's important to to appreciate that and realize the job that Gene Taylor and his staff has done to create such an exceptional fan experience, not just in the Big 12, in the country. Absolutely. I mean, we I've been to multiple places throughout the country, uh, you know, some of these top five programs year in, year out. And, yeah, they got some really, really good football teams, but sometimes their fan experience is just okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they've put in a lot of resources and money into that Bill Snyder Family Stadium. So, Gene Taylor, thanks for keeping that uh, that stadium as beautiful as it is yes. and making it fun on Saturdays for us to be there. And Coach and uh, Coach Kleiman, thanks for getting a, putting a good product on the field because without a good product, as we know, exactly. I'm not going to football games. <laughs> you, and me, you and me both. <laughs> I can be a fan. I'm going to stay home and watch and cheer from home and hope. But if we're not winning, it's tough to get out to a football game, especially when it gets into November. And it's Kansas, and it gets cold, and you're like, I want to go, but I can stay home inside where it's warm. And going back to the fan experience, how many teams have live in-game updates? Not many. Oh, yeah. Not many. So, K-State, we're we're ahead of a lot of people. And and we're going to finish up with the KU game, but transitioning into Texas. But with that KU win, there's a lot that we should be excited about. For one, we beat KU for the 11th straight time. 11. 11 in a row. Eight. That's like almost half my life. That's it, right? <laughs> not quite. We're not, yeah. A third of my life. Exactly. We moved, I believe, to third place in the Big 12, third or fourth in the Big 12. Yeah. Which, sorry, go ahead and then yep, I'll circle yep, back. Yep. And also, we're bowl eligible. Huge. Huge, big time. And I don't want to look too far ahead because we still got some quality teams. But if we look, if we keep playing like we do, and say we win out, just say we win out. Oklahoma has yet to play Baylor, Oklahoma State as well, which are both going to be tough games. Say if Oklahoma loses one more game, say they lose to Baylor, you know, just hypothetically speaking, and we went out and we got the head-to-head to Oklahoma, that puts us in the Big 12 championship, possibly uh, with a rematch against Baylor. Yeah. How, how awesome. And we're playing a lot better now than we did against Baylor and not knocking Baylor because they're 8 0. But they struggled against West Virginia um, a couple of weeks ago in a Thursday night game, I believe, at home and barely, and barely walked away. So we got momentum going. And that was I, against West Virginia, too, which yeah, is not, not, they're not very, very ball, good. Ball, ball yeah. team, but. And I don't want to get ahead of myself, but. It's it's hard not to get excited about the possibility. Go ahead. You were going to say something. Well, no, I was going to bring up the yeah. That's exactly what I was going to bring up yeah, about yeah. Uh, about if OU loses to Baylor, yeah. then OU's a two loss team. K State's two loss team. We got the head to head tiebreaker. Man. So and, and yeah, Stan Stan Weber on the on the radio post game show actually uh, brought that up, and I was like, no, there's no way. Stan's wrong. No. I looked it up. I was like, oh dang, Stan, got, Stan's right. We got a chance. Like, we got a chance. <laughs> and. And not going to – I mean, yeah, not to look too far, but probably Texas is our – is, is It's the scariest one right is now. our toughest opponent. On the road. On the road yeah. for the rest of the season. And so, it's like, if we can get by with this week – Man. Man. Seriously. Shoot. Yeah, and we get healthy. And, and, and real quick, I said I didn't want to go back to KU game, but kudos to the running backs, Trotter. Um, the other guys that got in that, that stepped up with uh, Brown being out and uh, Gibber being out, the other guys stepped up and didn't miss – a step, miss a beat. Those guys ran hard, so I'm glad the young guys got a chance to kind of show their skill and let people know, hey, our O-line is the real deal, and anybody can run behind those guys. So kudos to those young guys, too. Yeah, I think overall, in summary, down our number one and two running backs. I think Brown maybe got two carries, but they mm-hmm. couldn't go um, like 100,000 yards of penalties. Some of them were stupid. <laughs> All of them were stupid. Um 
And, and we still smoked them. So yeah. <laughs> we still embarrassed them on their own field. So, I mean, if that's not like the best the best day, the best Saturday of the year, I don't know what is. Man, so. it, it was a good day. It was a good day. Good, good day. All right. Transitioning over to Texas down in Austin. First off, who we got down there? Coach Coleman's down there. Yeah, Dre is down there. Dre's down there. Anyone um, else down there? Trying to think if any other K-Staters are in Texas. Not to my knowledge, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think Dre's the only one down Dre, there. He I'm might be the only one because a couple of them went to Okie State. But I think Dre's the only one in Texas. And, and, and Dre's my guy. Um, had the opportunity to play uh, with him. I went against him a ton of time in practice because I was a freshman. He was a, a starter, and I was on the scout team. And he – Kind of showed me why he was a um, high draft pick in the NFL early <laughs> and often. The guy could fly. He could play. He could, yes, he, he could. Play. He was a he was a player, and Dre always made you better. But um, you know, Texas. They. I'm a Texas guy. I'm from Dallas, and I know people. I know K State has a hate for Texas, which I totally understand and, and have no problem with that. And Texas is down right now, but they still scare me a little bit because they they're hurting, but they still have talent, and I think they understand the significance of this game, not because it's K-State, but because if they lose this game at home, the rest of their schedule is not the most friendly, per se, as far as them getting bowl eligible or going to a decent bowl. I think their hopes of a Big 12 championship is probably not as great as it, it was initially, but <clears throat> I think they're they're desperate, and, and you know, they're going to play, and, and that's what scares me, a desperate team. Back, backs up against the wall. I mean, yeah, yeah that scares me. That scares me a little bit. Yeah, and and two, I mean, they're they're just so dang talented. That's yeah. that's what that's what always I, I hated playing Texas, just because <laughs> depending on the year, like sometimes that DN's like a first round draft pick, yeah. and I'm like, man, I got like a first round draft pick, and then other times, like you know, he's a not NFL Average. caliber player yeah, who's kind of lazy. Yeah. And it's like, well, all right, this year's going to be a good year. Take it to him. And yeah. so it's just like it's it's crazy how how varied that team can be. And and the thing that worries me about Texas too is they're coming off a bye week. Yeah. So they had the week off, they, you know, guys should be a little healthier. Mm-hmm. Um a little extra time to prepare for Kansas State. And but who would have thought <laughs> beginning of the year what I'll look up next time. You're, you're, I'll look up here what they started the preseason. At. Were they top ten? Top they fifteen? Were, I want to say they were. Elite, they were top fifteen for yeah, sure. Yeah, top fifteen. I'll look up for sure. Maybe top state, ten. But, yeah, but definitely. Who would have thought that K State would be coming in at number twenty, and Texas is unranked? What did they pick us preseason? Nine, eight, nine in the Big Twelve. Nine in the Big Twelve. Yeah, yeah so I, like, I yeah, think ahead yeah. of K, K, KU. I think. I think. Yeah. it was eight, K, nine. West Virginia, K State, KU. I yeah. think eight, nine, ten. Gotcha. Yeah. So, and, and that just goes to show. Hey, what does what does the media know? <laughs> Shoot. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not how you. It's not basically how you start. It's how you finish. And I and I understand why we were picked ninth in the Big Twelve. New staff. Um, a lot of people didn't have a whole lot of faith in coaching and staff coming from North Dakota State. But regardless of what level you play, football is football, um, X's and O's. And if you're good at it and if you have a great staff around you and kids buy, buy into it like they have bought into it now, it shows, you know. We're sitting at 6-2, and two, number 20 in the nation, with great opportunity in front of us. And we're going bowling, you know. I don't know where we're going to go bowling at, but it's a great opportunity. And I think – the community, um, former players, current players, family members, alumni, they bought in. And if you haven't, what are you waiting for? Yeah, exactly. If you're not bought into this team and this staff, yeah, I got to – we need to have some words. <laughs> so, But, yeah, t- Texas ranked number 10 uh, preseason, yeah. which uh, – 
I mean, honestly, and, and I didn't, I didn't disagree with that ranking no. in the preseason. I was like, shoot, that's a super talented team. They killed Georgia. In, shoot, in went, the, went to the, the Sugar Bowl, Bowl and, yeah, Sugar Bowl last year, beat a really good Georgia handled, team with yeah. Jake Fromm over there. So it's like they they had the postseason resume last year to justify that, and they're always, you know, when you look at the recruiting ratings, I mean, yeah. they average what like a four point nine star yeah. out of five, Bunch not of not dudes. literally, but yeah, uh, might as well be because because they get some studs down there. So it's a uh, it's a nerve-wracking game for me just because I know from what we've seen from the staff, they're going to put their guys in the best position possible. Mm-hmm. They're going to get them coached up well enough, and, and you know, guys are going to be doing what they're supposed to do, and they're going to understand the system, and they're going to understand the game plan. Mm-hmm. But sometimes that talent level, that talent gap is just too big to overcome. Right. I thought we were going to see that against Oklahoma, and we didn't. Yeah. So – Either this Kansas State team has a few more players than, than I'm giving them credit for. Right. Um, and, and two, I think, though, as you know, I mean, our wide receivers are their DBs. I'm sure they got the edge. Their wide receivers are DBs. I'm sure they got the edge. But up yeah. front, the yeah. D-line and the O-line, as we know, mm-hmm. that's what matters. Yeah. And I think we'll have them there. And, and at the end of the day, you know, they might have us at a couple other spots, but our, our front guys versus their front guys, and if K-State, again, can run the ball, keep that momentum going, keep that those chains rolling, stay ahead of those chains, and not get, make stupid penalties and have right. second and 40, then I, I think I think we got a good shot on Saturday again. I, you know, I, I feel like we, obviously, we're the higher-ranked team, but honestly, across the board, I think we're better. And, and call me crazy, you know, at the beginning of the season, I would have never said that. But you got to remember, they're hurting that secondary, and we've ran the ball the last three games. We have ran the ball convincingly. TCU, Oklahoma, KU, and I guarantee Texas is preparing to stop the run. And I got a feeling that K-State is going to throw out some tight ends, double tights. We're going to throw the ball around a little bit and kind of catch Texas off balance because I don't think the linebackers can run with with our tight ends. And the safeties can't compete with our, our receivers if we put four guys on the field. It, I think it would be a good mix. You know, I could be wrong, but don't be surprised if you see K-State kind of spread the ball around a little bit because the last three games, the film they got, is Schuyler in the running game taking advantage of whoever stepped up. Would a running game still be successful? Most definitely. But I think it would be a little more passing this week uh, against Texas, and it will be fun to see how things work out, you know. So um, I'm anxious. I'm, I'm excited for the guys, and um, I'm hoping for a big victory. Yeah, I, I would love to know the health status of Gilbert and Brown. Yeah. I think if we have both of them or even one of them, I think um, – Especially Gilbert. I think if we can get Gilbert back, yeah. our, that run game's got a really good shot of being successful. Right. Because um, I don't want to. I mean, this this Texas defensive front is going to be. Oh, there's some horses. <laughs> yeah, they're going to be a little bigger and a little faster than what we saw on Saturday. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, so, so I hope we can get Gilbert back because I think if we do, we got a pretty good shot to to run the ball effectively. Um, and not, nothing. Trotter did a great job. I just think Gilbert's got a little extra gear um, and a little a little more physicality through the hole and and I just I hope he's back because yeah. I think we're going to have to run the ball against Texas to be yeah. successful. No, I'm, I'm with you. I'm yeah. with you. And also, and before we go move forward, um, I'm not sure what his status is, and hopefully AJ Parker. Uh, we'll be back for Saturday. Yeah, I because, saw him in a boot after the game. That was, yeah. that was the only thing I've seen. So. Yeah, so they say they think it's a hot spring. Um, that's not that's not for sure, and that's nothing verified. That's what I saw in the media. But um, we're, getting him back would be huge because he's definitely a leader in the secondary. And uh, I guess Texas, any help in the secondary we, we can get, we can use. So we'll see how that goes. Yep. And uh, 
What Texas open up here? Four-point favorite, I think, is what I saw, if I remember correctly. That so, would be right, yeah. Four-point so. favorite. Uh, kind of see how that line moves throughout the week. Uh, but I don't know. If I'm, if I'm K-State, it's a little disrespected. We're ranked 20. That's what we want. We, yeah. we want to be disrespected. Yeah, you know, but, t- hey, it's Texas. Texas is Texas, and it's a yep. brand. And no matter how good or how bad they are, they still can get respect. And we're K-State. Ask Les Miles, we're K-State. Texas is one of those teams that if you jump on them early, they'll fold early. Right. Uh, that, that's exactly. how they that's always were with me. So true. And Same even here. like through a season, like if they lose early, early you know, then they just, they're all NFL guys. So they start playing not to get hurt. Yep. And if you jump on them early in the game, they, they, they can kind of just throw it in. So hopefully K-State can get off to a hot start again. Um, 2.30 game. 2.30 a game again. Yep. I will uh, – I'll, I'll be able to see that. We'll be out in uh, Hayes America shooting some pheasants. Pheasants opener this weekend, there baby. There you go. There you I go. I know. Uh, shoot, I'll get you on some pheasants this year. There you go. So there that's a go. big, uh, big, big tradition here in uh, in Kansas. So excited for that. We'll be able to catch football. Still catch the game. Go hunt that morning. Catch the game in the afternoon. So it'll be a, a great weekend for me. One of the a I love playing Texas. B, I love beating Kansas, and C, I love shooting pheasants. So go. I'm gonna have a good eight day window. Good living, man. Good living. <laughs> good living. Well, who we got? Who we got bringing on here on, in in just a second? We're gonna um, call up a um, good buddy of mine. Played together. Um, came in together as freshman. He's a local Kansas kid. Uh, stud back in his day. Uh, from Chapman, Kansas, we're bringing back linebacker Deshaun Fogel. So I'm anxious to see how uh, things are going. I, I talk to him often, but um, I'm anxious to have him on and uh, kind of talk to him a little bit. So that's what we're gonna bring up here in a second. The Tannehill and Spiller Powercat Podcast is sponsored by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. The Fridge is your source for all of your tailgate and party needs. The Powercat Podcast will be right back. Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And now we return to the Tannehill and Spiller Power Cat Podcast, sponsored by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. Welcome back. We got uh, we got Deshaun here on the line. Monty, I'll let you... Uh, let you bring him on, kind of obviously one of your teammates, classmates. So, uh, yeah, tell us who we got here today. Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, good afternoon, gentlemen. Hey, hey, thanks for uh, agreeing to be here. You know, Travis and I were talking big week for K State football. We just had the Sunflower Showdown, or I, I like to call it the Sunflower Smackdown because K State huh. <laughs> took it to uh, KU fairly well. What's going on with you right now? I know. So before our listeners, tell us what's going on with you. Where you at now? What are you doing? What's happening with Deshaun Fogel? Oh, sure, absolutely. Um, I am back in Manhattan, Kansas, lovely Manhattan, Kansas, uh, after about uh, almost 20 years away. Um, just kind of been all over the country. I was 
uh, active duty military for a while. Uh, my wife was active duty military for a while, but my wife's from the area. So when that time was getting ready to run down, we decided we wanted to come back. So we're back here in Manhattan. Uh, I'm currently a school counselor in Junction City um, at the high school. Been doing that for this my second year. Um, and loving it, man. Coaching, coaching a little bit of high school football, uh, as you know, and just you know, trying to trying to make it. Right, right. So, how, you know, I know you're coaching over at JC. How's the season going? I know the playoffs started uh, this past Friday. I was talking to Trav earlier. You know, at the school I coach at, we weren't as fortunate to advance. How's JC doing? Um, we're doing all right, man. We had, we had a, a good game last Friday. Um, was able to get offense going. Defense played pretty well. Um, and we were able to get the stuff done that we needed to get done, so we get to move on to the next round. We got a, a long trip coming up Friday, heading down to Dodge City to play the, um, the undefeated, I think, the Red Demons. So we're really looking forward to that game. Um, you know, we're just trying to try to get our stuff right and try to get as far as we can, taking them one game at a time. Fun, fun, Deshaun. Real quick, just out of curiosity, you don't hear a lot of guys playing Division One football and then and then go on the military route. How how did that kind of come about and how'd you how'd you decide to go down that route and uh, and obviously uh goes without saying thanks for thanks for your service and and keeping everyone back home safe but kind of talk me through that you hear the army guys who who go to army to play football and then go but you don't really hear that coming from the the the, right, the normal schools per se so kind of talk us through that sure absolutely um i grew up i was a military kid my, my father was in the army and i traveled all over the all over the world, and, and it was something that was kind of innate in me. I'm um, growing up with that lifestyle, and actually, my probably my first week or so on campus, there was some big thing in the union where they had all the clubs and and everything. And I'm walking through, and I, and I actually stopped by the ROTC table and asked a few questions. And I think at the time, I didn't didn't think I could do both, you know, be ROTC and play college football. So I said, okay, I'll just I'll just be a normal student. Um, play ball and then see what happens from there um graduated and my wife as i mentioned earlier she was active duty air force and we were able to get our first assignment in cheyenne wyoming um i got my degree in undergrad in business and decided to do something that a lot of people do when they get their their degree they do something totally different um i wound up uh being working for the city of cheyenne parks and recreation department and uh, being the guy that was running all the sports leagues in the city, um, and that was fun. But there was something still kind of innate in me and, and me wanting to pursue. So one day I just I walked into my boss and I said, hey, I'm putting in my two weeks notice. And he's like, well, why are you doing that? I said, well, I'm going to go join the Air Force. So I went and um, put my packet in, um, got accepted to officer training school, went off and did that for about three months. And then I was commissioned as a second lieutenant in the United States Air Force. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, that's a. Uh, that's I guess that's kind of about how I expected it to go. Down. I figured you had some sort of ROTC uh, interest, and in, in, uh, growing up here, uh, growing up over in Chapman, I um, mean you know, that makes total sense. Being a being a military kid, and I had a brother in the in the military, and I, I might have gone on that route if uh, if football didn't uh, didn't start calling. But uh, again, th- thank you, thank you. That's uh, I know I greatly appreciate that. So coming back, what'd you say? A couple years back in, in Manhattan or, or Chapman, Junction City area. Yeah, a couple of years. Yeah, awesome. And, and enjoying. I know that's that's a big thing for this uh, this town and the state is how do we keep more more people in the state in Kansas City at least, not going to Chicago and Dallas. Kind of what brought you back? Um, you enjoying it, loving it, um, and kind of how's how's the transition been coming back to Manhattan uh, a handful of years later? 
Well, you know, um, like I said, my wife is, her parents live in Milford, so, you know, we're familiar with it, and we were coming to the end of our tours, and she wanted to get back and be close to family, so um, we, we started looking at ROTC jobs at universities, and K-State had an opening. I was getting um, getting ready to be medically retired, um, so I was, I'm like, we can go wherever you want. Um, K-State opportunity open, and my wife was able to get a, a position over there as an ROTC instructor, so she finished up her 20 years over at Kansas State University. And, and I, I would say the, probably the, the biggest thing was just how much this this town has changed over the years. Oh, yeah. um, and, you know, there are buildings where there were no buildings, there are roads where there were no roads, and there are homes where there were no homes. And um, it's just interesting how much this place has grown. Um, you know, back then it was called the Little Apple, um, and you know, still called that. But it's it's a lot more city-like. It's it's impressive. You know, every even you know even now after being back for a little bit, driving around, I'm just like, man, I remember when that was just a field. Um, you know, a, a, you know, it's interesting. So, but you know, other than that, man, you know, we've been back and we're comfortable. You know, the kids are in school, everything's going great. And uh, right now, I can't think of any other place I'd rather be. Right, right. You know, and Trav and I talked about it uh, a couple of weeks ago. How we, did, you know, it's funny how as you get older, uh, priorities change. You know, for me, when I graduated, I couldn't wait to get out of Manhattan, and now I've been here, shoot, almost eight years. I want to say coming back, and uh, I love it. And I'm like you, and we see each other <clears throat> at least once a week. And uh, yeah. it's one of those things where it's a family-oriented place. Uh, it's crazy how things have changed and it's grown. So let me ask you this, you know, and, and going back to our years when we played. You being a Kansas kid, per se, you know, graduating high school from here, um, give us, I guess, and, and I got an idea, but I want you to tell us, what is your most memorable uh, KUK State Sunflower Showdown memory from your playing years? It's probably my first one, um, 1993. You know, uh, you know, even graduating from a, uh, Kansas high school, you know, I was kind of imported due to the military, so I didn't really understand the, the significance of the Sunflower Showdown um, until you actually get in prep for it. You know, um, as you know, it, all, all the games are important, but for some reason that, that KU prep week is just a little bit different than all the other weeks. And, and probably that first win, my first you know, Sunflower Showdown win, um, and actually I got an opportunity to play a significant part in that. I just remember uh, being, you know, uh, didn't have to redshirt. I'm playing as a true freshman, and I don't know. I think KU was on the probably the three yard line going in, and I just remember making uh, a solo tackle at the one yard line, keeping them out of the end zone, and we wound up winning that game ten to nine, I think. And it's just you know that has resonated with me, you know, over twenty years now. Yeah, definitely. And I remember I I was I redshirted that year, but I remember being on the sideline and thinking. You know, we were up and coming, and I think, Kay, you might have been favored that game. I don't even remember. But I remember watching you play and a couple other guys and just thinking to myself, hey, you know, um, it's something special here at K-State. Now, with that being said, what I'm not sure if you had the opportunity to watch the game Saturday, but uh, what, what is your thoughts on this year's current team, Coach Kleiman, and, and the linebacker, linebackers that they have? What are your thoughts on those guys? Um, you know, I'm extremely impressed with what is going on um, at that place. Uh, you know, when when Coach Snyder retired, I know there was a lot of talk in the community about who was going to replace him. Everybody had their had their pick. 
Um, but when they hired Coach Kleiman, I, I just knew that he was the right fit. Um, I had been following uh, North Dakota State, I think, right after they came here, and I think it was 2013, and beat us. Uh, coming off a Big 12 uh, championship, and I'm like, that place is legit. That coaching staff is legit. So I had opportunity to watch games over the years, and you know, when they hired him, I'm like, this this guy is going to bring something. And, it, and it's interesting because um, I think it's the starting left tackle, Mr. France. There, um, he was a student teacher at Junction City High School last year, and I had an opportunity to sit down and talk to him a few times, and I would ask him you know, what was the vibe like in the building, you know, did things change? And he would just tell me it was just different. Mm. And I just remember watching those first two, three games and noticing, and, you know, my buddies, we would talk about it afterwards. I'm like, there's something different going on. You can just, you can just see it in the product that's on the field. Not that there was anything wrong with what was there before, but you just notice a different bounce, a different intensity, and watching these guys just run around, fly around, and, and it looked like they were enjoying playing the game of football. And, and to me, that seems to be the biggest difference um, between this team um, and the team that was there last year. Same guys, yeah. just, just something about the attitude and the way those guys are, like I said, flying around. It was like they're having fun playing the game. Good. Yeah, I definitely, definitely agree with you, Deshaun. And I'll, I'll follow that up with kind of a two-part question um, on that. And I think from what we've been told is – I mean, all three of us played under under a Coach Snyder. It was a very um, strict, rigid, um, structured program. Where Coach Kleiman's program is a little uh, a little more the players take responsibility. Kind of your players, uh, your classic players coach, and the players decide how good they want to be because they're not going. He's not going to babysit them. Um, the players decide where they're going to be. So first off. Military or Coach Snyder, who was harder? <laughs> and second off, does that worry you at all that we got 18-year-old men um, who are, you got a little longer leash? And with success, will that will that come back to, to bite this, this program in the butt? Well, I will tell you, uh, between the military and Coach Snyder, Coach Snyder. Um, <laughs> yes, I always and I, thought that, but I had no way to prove it. I was like, there's yeah. no way the military is harder than this. And, and, I, and I told anybody that would listen to me while I was active duty that everything that I learned under him and um, garnered prepped me for what was happening in the military. Even, you know, spending time in Iraq, it, it it really, it was a big deal, but I felt like I was prepared just from the things I learned when I was in that program. Um, and if you could for me, just, uh, you know, having, you know, I, I think it's okay. I think it's okay to allow um, these 18, 19 year old guys to, to start learning how to make decisions on their own. I think it's okay. Cause I think, you run it. You could run into a situation where you're almost when you have too tight of a hold. You got guys who want to probably do some things they they shouldn't do just because they feel like I'm being suffocated. And usually, what happens when people start feeling suffocated, they they try to fight. They fight back. So I think the coach climbing allowing these guys a little bit of leeway to make their own decisions. All that's going to do is just make them better in the long run. Right, right. Now, let me ask you this. I know um, you're aware that we, we beat KU, and with the win that, that made us bowl eligible, um, put us at 6-2, and two, and we have the game against Texas coming up, and it's a lot um, on the line. You know, Trav and I kind of touched on it earlier in, in the show. You know, we don't want to look ahead, but if we can find a way 
to beat Texas at Texas. Looking at the Red Sox schedule, there's a strong possibility we could possibly be playing for a Big 12 championship if Oklahoma loses to a Baylor, you know. And with that head-to-head against Oklahoma, that will put us at the number two spot, um, mm-hmm. so assuming Baylor will win out. What are your thoughts about um, the team moving forward against Texas? Um, are you confident that we can go down there and beat Texas? Because Texas is kind of down right now, but they still are Texas. And, and what, are the, what are your thoughts on the opportunities that are ahead uh, for the K-State team? I, I think that the opportunities are, are high. I think if 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 this team, they're playing with a lot of confidence. Um, you saw that coming out of the TCU game. You saw it kind of get bigger during the Oklahoma game, and obviously you saw what happened last weekend. Um, if they continue to play with confidence, continue doing the right things, there's there's no reason why they can't go down to Austin and be successful. Um, and that's any week. And I'm hoping that they are focused on what's in front of them. Um, I think I read I read an article just the other day about how it's important that Coach you know Coach Kleiman makes sure he keeps those guys focused on what's directly in front of them. And, and the sky's the limit. As long as they keep playing with confidence and they're having fun, um, they can do whatever they want to do. Right, right. Now, and let me ask you this, and we'll let you go. I know we talked about it. It's been a couple of games yet, and, and, and you and I played during the same time for Coach Snyder. Um, what were your thoughts? And for me personally, I was a little jealous. But what were your thoughts on the white helmets and the white pants when they had a chance to, to rock those? What, what were you thinking? I was jealous. I, you know, I'm like, hey, them dudes are lucky, and it looked good to me. What were your thoughts on the alternative uh, uniforms? You know, um, I, I'm like any any college football fan. Um, I, I, I'm like you. I was upset. <laughs> I was angry. I'm like, how how cool is that? But that you know, that's just that's just the nature of the game now. Everybody's got you know twenty or thirty you know, uniform combos. Um, but that's what keeps the kids excited that's what makes the, the kids want to come here uh you know i was i'm trying to figure out how to get one of those white helmets uh, I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> you know just tell me tell me what to order how much i need to pay i you know it, it is it's exciting that's just one this is another um another thing that points out to to how this program is evolving and changing so right no and it's funny you know i was watching the game saturday and and ku has how many combinations this is ridiculous but I, i'm thinking i'm saying you you pick the ugliest jerseys for the sunflower showdown to wear against k-state they had the gray jerseys with the blue sleeve and the right sleeve white sleeve and the, a red sleeve excuse me and then you look at our guys in our traditional um road white with the silver pants and the silver helmet and i'll t- take that any day over what ku had on so as much as i love the white helmets and the white um uh, pants, our traditional home and away jerseys, still classic in my eyes. But it'd be cool to get some different every now and again. So, uh, I agree. I agree. Um, I thought something was wrong with my TV. I'm like, is, is that a blue sleeve? Is that really a red sleeve? But yeah, I, you know, whatever they needed to do. But yeah. like I said, I, I agree with you. Our, our classic stuff. You know, it, it still you know makes me makes me tear up when I see that stuff. So I'm with you, brother. I'm with you. So, hey, we're gonna let you go, but hey, I appreciate you taking time out um, to talk with us today. Um, good luck on on the rest of the season with JC. Uh, take care of that long drive down to Dodge City, and uh, thank you for taking time. Hey, thank you guys. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you so much. Thanks to Sean. Tell Coach Zim hey for us. 
Will do. Awesome. Thanks to Sean Fogel. Good guy. Yeah, I didn't know he was back in town. So. Yeah, he's been back um, a couple of years now. I ran into him yeah. uh, a couple of years back. I see him and his wife at the gym often. And a great family. He has a daughter and a son and uh, very active. Like I said, he's teaching at, he's a counselor at JC and, and coaching out there. And I know the kids love him. Um, as a coach, and they, they, they soak it in because, you know, Guy was a phenomenal player um, and even better coach and a great person. And with his football and his military background, I know kids take the opportunity to learn from him. And if they don't, <laughs> shame on them. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm, I'm a, probably one of my favorite parts about doing doing this podcast with you is, like, getting to talk to these guys that are different generations, yeah, di- man, different, yeah. different era. No, kind of. There's a bunch of golden cat stuff that goes on, but right. still, you kind of. There's plenty of guys that I played with that I haven't seen in in a year or two. So I go hang out with them, and you know, it just kind of naturally happens. So it's super fun to talk to these these uh, these wiser wildcats, <laughs> not not older, just wiser. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and kind of reconnect with them and find guys that are in the area to to link up with. So that's always a, a fun part, and I hope you you listeners enjoy hearing from those guys because that really, I mean. Yeah. You guys did build the foundation. I mean, yeah. and that's what's been so cool about this coach Kleiman is that and I think he appreciates that, and yeah. the players appreciate it, and the fans appreciate it. I mean, to go into a program like KU and be left with nothing, man, or to come into a program like K State where you're left with a 500 yeah. ball club, and you know, with a little bit of work, we can get that up to an eight, nine, ten win team. Yeah, and the thing about you know, I try not to show my bias, but how can you not love a program, a community, you know? And regardless, you can you can hate K State, you can be a KU fan, you can be a Missouri fan, whatever. But you you have you know if you're realistic about it, how can you not appreciate the city of Manhattan, the Kansas State University experience, the football program, uh, the family, the 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 history of Coach Snyder uh, from '88 '89, uh, moving forward, President Weefall, all the integral people that have been part of K State that what makes K State K State football now. If you don't have a deep appreciation for it. You need to take a step back and look at it because me as a former player, you as a former player, we're family men now, married, and in, in, in the workforce. But this is a huge part of our daily living. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I, I'm on, on the Internet talking to people, K-State football, you know, year-round. You know, so it's one of those things where I'm fortunate, I'm blessed to be part of the K-State family, and I love being back in Manhattan. Yeah, you and me both. And, and I think what the cherry on the top for all that is – it just seems like K State, we we do it the right way. Yeah. And it might take a little longer. We might, you know, have our highs and lows, and we might have, you know, a down year last year. But we do it the right way. I mean, we we work hard. We do it with guys who are going to be good guys, good people, um, good 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 students, good citizens. I mean, Bruce Weber's over there working yeah. his tail off, hitting oh, the recruiting yeah. trail. Got a top recruiting class coming in this year, and it just proves if you do it the right way every single day. And Coach Snyder's motto and Coach Kleiman's motto, just win the dang dang, get a little better. That's all you got to do, which is so true. Yeah. And if you keep doing that, you'll you'll wind up you'll wind up on top and, and where you want to be in life. And I know I've taken all those lessons and all those messages to my my career and you as well to parenting and everything. So right. it's uh. I don't know. I just love what every, what this university stands for, and what especially this this athletic program, mm-hmm. and, and how. Um, I'm never worried about getting embarrassed by anything that happens in this universe. No, no. So, and, it, and, and if it's if if there are any incidents where somebody does the wrong thing, our coaches take care of it the right way, right away. <laughs> you know, so we never worry. Well, about we saw that. the one over the summer. And, yeah, and exactly. Shoot, is that yep. one strike? You gone? Yep, yep. Hey, we we told you. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, well. So. 
Uh, well, hopefully this time next week we'll be seven and two. Um, Shoot, that sounds good. That sounds real good. Which, man. by the way, for the record, I predicted on air on a recording. Um, Eight wins for Eight K wins. State. Yeah. So we're, uh, we're getting there. I almost, I, I'd love to change it to nine so or I hope, ten. I hope you're wrong. I hope <laughs> I'd ten. love to change it to nine <laughs> or ten because I think, I mean, realistically, I think we get, we can hit nine. I agree. Um, I agree. And, and there's nothing saying we can't hit ten. So. Yep. yep. So, no, man, I'm excited about the game. Uh, good luck to the fellas. Uh, the guys that got banged up this past week, uh, get healthy. Uh, safe travels down to Austin, and let's go get a win. Shoot. Let's do it. Go Cats. All right. You've been listening to the Tannehill and Spiller Powercat Podcast, presented by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. Powercat Podcast, all rights reserved, gopowercat.com and Spirit Street Publishing. CBS Sunday, after the Equalizer. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. It's the season finale. Everyone's looking for something. Of Tracker. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. How you survive, you make quick, smart decisions. If you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker, CBS season finale Sunday after The Equalizer on CBS and streaming on Paramount+.